Welcome back to Intertwined Minds, a podcast that will eat your souls to sustain our own youth. When I tried to learn how to play the fiddle, I got good. So good, in fact, that I not only beat the devil and received a ruby fiddle, then I proceeded to challenge Johnny and got his fucking golden one. Don't fiddle fuck with me. We're your hosts. Skip. I'm Captain. I'm all about stealing youth. That sounds terrible, but you know what you I mean. You need it. Your hands just a little. Listen here, my hands are like Benjamin Button. They'll meet me in the middle one day. Mr. Oh, Superman, the home. So good, you even stole Johnny's fiddle, eh? Yeah. You got a ruby fiddle? I got a ruby fiddle, because I, I, I don't fuck around. I feel like a ruby fiddle is better than a gold fiddle. It is. But you just had to go back and take his gold fiddle. Yeah, because he, he, he thought it was hot shit. What do you think? I'm going to let that fucking slide, homie? I'll let it slide in the block. So, like, what'd you do? Did you play him for it, or you just went out there and beat the brakes off him? Both. <laughs> That's on you. You know, gold Gold is a soft metal. You probably wrecked that fiddle. Gave him his skull piece. Anyway, yeah. I, I feel like... I feel like he didn't need to take it from Johnny. He beat the devil once. Yeah, and then he got cocky about it. Told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best there's ever been? Well, when there's a new king in town... When there's a new sheriff in town. You don't get to fucking ride on that reputation forever, Johnny. Smoke don't, up, Johnny! Don't little fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, you better smoke for my death for days and smoke up, Johnny! <laughs> he laughed at it, didn't even get the reference. He's dirty bitch. <laughs> now I can laugh at it. Well, as all of you know, I'm Captain. And on today's episode... We're going to be talking about some paranormal activities. Yeah, you guys wanted some spooky stuff, so we're about to spook it up. Yeah, me and uh, Mr. King here. <laughs> Why you gotta be like that? <laughs> you wrote a novel. I did not write a novel. <laughs> I wrote three fucking things down. We we came into this and he was like, yeah, you know, just like you know, a couple things. I was like, okay, cool. I got. It. I I wrote my shit down. You know. Like, you know, how normal people would. <laughs> and then you come over and half a book is filled out. And I'm like, Jesus! Why do you gotta be like that? <laughs> why do you gotta be like that? I like this stuff. This is why when I write these episodes, it kills me. Because I can't stop doing it. I can't fucking stop writing. I see something like that. People need to know! <laughs> like, I was joking around with you. <laughs> I was like, this is crucial information. There was at least 46 floorboards on the first floor. You fucking ass, you know that? Yeah, so you guys wanted some spooky stuff, so... Uh, uh, the paranormal one... We, were gonna, we, had, we had the choice between, like, true crime, uh, you know, unsolved mysteries again, or a uh, another paranormal. And we did a lot of... Uh, we did a lot of unsolved mysteries, like, unsolved cases and stuff, so we figured uh, we'd jump back into some paranormal. Um, I don't know what you did. Did you do, like, experiences, or did you do places? I did places. Okay, okay. I thought you were doing experiences. So I did places as well. And, at le- listen, I think that, you know, all three of mine are pretty good things, but at least one is, like, one of the craziest fucking stories I've ever heard, honestly. Same with mine. It's so crazy. Although I didn't, like, you know... It's a place that I'd never even heard of, and I got into it, and I couldn't stop fucking reading because it's insane. Huh. Yeah. I'm actually going to skip my first one, and, and then go it. back if I have the chance, because I know that there's a lot... There's a lot to cover. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'll let you get into your, one of your experiences first. Yeah, because it'll only take me like a couple minutes. I'm with you here. Just a minzy. The last minzy. That was a great movie. I never saw it. I never saw The Last Minzy. So, uh... You got bigger pages. You got probably much just as much information there. Fuck off! <laughs> Look at my writing compared to yours. Mine's like, fucking like a toddler wrote it, and yours looks like a, you know, really smart Asian wrote it, because he's utilizing all the lines, and like, your words are smaller than grains of rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I have, you have much information I need to fit in here. <laughs> I can't go writing big, that's fucking reckless. Anyway, uh, so the first place I wrote about was the Myers Plantation. You said you were doing that. Boy, you gotta walk a thin line here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's a bad part of history, my man. Listen, history is founded on bodies. Fair, but this is all you know. What? Are you saying that people don't deserve to know? <laughs> you really, really had to pull that in. That was necessary? Okay. <laughs> Fuck my ass, I guess. Go ahead. There you go. All right, proceed with the fucking 
Um, so the Myers Plantation is a historical home. <laughs> Fucking terrible place, too. <laughs> uh, so it was a former plantation in the state of uh, Francisville, Louisiana. The Myers Plantation was a plantation? <gasps> yes. Shocking. I'm just trying to lengthen it, your thing. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to throw them this way, I'm throwing them back. It was built in 1796 by General David Bradford. Uh, it is said that the house was founded on bodies. That guy sounds like a fucko just so you're aware. No, legit. It was founded on bodies, and its foundation lies on an ancient Indian burial ground. That's what they say about every place. We did steal their land. So. Yeah. They could check out. They could check out. <laughs> Um, it's said to be the home of at least 12 ghosts and the site of 10 murders. Oh, but a historic... What? By the ghosts or... Yeah, probably. At least 10 murders. But historical records only show the murder of one David... Oh, sorry, of one William Drew Winter. Yeah, that was his name, William Drew Winter. That's a weird name. It's kind of a cool name, but I don't know if he's a fucking arsehole yet, so... Anyway, no. Okay. Uh, he was an attorney who lived in the house from 1865 until 1871. When he was shot by a stranger, uh, he staggered inside and collapsed on the 17th step. Uh, to this day, guests and workers still hear his dying footsteps. Like, creaking up the steps every night and every day, yeah. So is it like a museum now, or is it still operate as a house? What is it? Like, like I'm getting to it. Oh, fuck. Okay, I didn't know that. Jeez. Uh, so in 1992, <laughs> a, uh, for, a photograph was taken while surveying the property, and it shows a uh, slave girl standing between two buildings. Uh, National Geographic actually examined the photo and couldn't explain it. They suggested that the photo be turned into a postcard. Uh, there was also another photo taken showing a little girl standing in the window. And uh, the place is actually now like a uh, bed and breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Was the uh, winter guy a slave owner? He didn't really say, to be honest. He was an attorney. I and don't he think... lived there. He lived there. Back in the 17... <laughs> Let's be honest, it was a dark point in history. job, Lincoln. Good for you. Good. Hey, just a question for you. Now, this might ruffle a couple feathers. It's going to ruffle my feathers. <laughs> yeah. sounds good. Um, what do you think it would have been like if, like, the roles were, re- like, reversed? Oh, like, what do you I think, see, yeah, what do you, what do you about. think society would have been like if, like, you know, uh, like, I, I'm not condoning slavery at any point. Let me, just, let me just throw this in there. I don't condone slavery. Are we saying after after they like 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 they were slaves and then the roles got reversed, or they were never slaves? They were never slaves. Oh, like okay. like uh, what is it called? Like white people? Caucasian? Anyway, like white people were actually the they're slaves. They're too fucking whiny. Do you think? Yeah, they're too whiny. Yeah, that's actually true. I know. I know a couple you black people, that's... they're not whiny. You ever see I that know skit? a lot of white people, they're fucking... You ever see that skit? <laughs> What's your name? Kyle! Fucking <laughs> 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 yeah, but Yeah, but like, you think... What do you think society would be like now these days? I don't know, it's hard to say. Because, like, you're talking about, like, everything would have been reversed, so, like, Tuskegee experiments and shit like that would have been done on us, too. Yeah, but... I mean... There would have had to have been a reason, right? Because the, the reason that they enslaved uh, black people was because they were different and they looked at them as less than just because the color of their skin and where they came from. Yeah, but... but what, there had there would have had to be a reason at that point. Yeah, but what if, like, the same reason was, like, only just, like... Just because they looked at them as less than? Yeah, but we, like, went to Africa. Give me this before we get in trouble. <laughs> what? It's... Listen, it's a genuine question. It's not a good one. <laughs> Okay, so the, this is what, I like this one. This is actually a really crazy story, a really crazy place too. The only problem with this place is the history is kind of, it's hard for me to actually peg down like facts. Like, cause, <laughs> cause there was a lot, a lot, a lot of different facts online. You wrote down all of them. No, I didn't write down all of them. <laughs> I wrote the ones that had the most references and the ones that were like repeated over and over again. Mm-hmm. Because there, 
I'll get into it as I go along, but there there was like a lot of different things, and a lot of this shit is like um, but it's not like in the history books. It's more like people recounted it, and it got passed down. But you know what that's like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know, like a fishing story. When you caught the fish, it was six inches long, and then by the time you got home and told everybody, it, it was, was fucking, Moby Dick. Yeah, it was Moby Dick. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what it's like. What do you feel back in the water? Then I got stuck with this shitty trip. <laughs> <laughs> so the place is the uh, Corbin Castle. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's got a really cool fucking history. If any of this is true, it's got it's really cool. Now I told you <laughs> that I did it, so if you did it, you're a fucking ass. No, no, no. You just keep going. I'm just gonna have a. Yeah. Okay. You did. No. Okay. Close, though. <laughs> I was like, oh, my fuck. And I told you. <clears throat> All right, so, yes, the Corbin Castle. Um, the Corbin Castle, also known as the Hunyadi Castle or the uh, Hunaduara Castle, is, I like that. is located in Hunaduara, Romania, and is actually one of the like largest that. castles in Europe and one of the, it's like a seventh wonder in Romania. It started from what the best the best of my uh, findings. It started construction somewhere around fourteen forty six, and it served as a fortress until it was given to Transylvania's uh, Voivov, Voivov, Count Dracula, uh, Lansu de Hunedoara. Um, legend has it that in the courtyard there's a hundred foot deep well, and the story behind this fucking well is kind of nuts. So it's said that the well was actually dug by, this was kind of like, some people had a little difference on the numbers, but the best I could find was it was dug by three Turkish prisoners that were promised freedom after the well had been completed by the owner of the castle. Yeah. And it supposedly took them 15 years and 28 days to finally strike water in this well. Uh, but unfortunately for them, the man who promised them their freedom died before the completion and his wife had other plans. She just... Uh, threw them back in their cells while laughing maniacally and kind of gave them, like, the speech of, you actually thought you were getting your freedom, you fucking idiots. That's ruthless. Yeah, that's ruthless. So they spent over 15 years fucking digging this well and then just got thrown back in their cells. Um, it's said that one of the prisoners wrote on the wall near where the well is dug, you may have water, but you have no soul. And that was said to have cursed the place. Um, most famously, this castle is said to have housed Vlad the Impaler, yeah, for, fucking called it. Yeah, so this place was said to have there was a there was another account that said he actually owned the castle and he lived there, but that's not I don't think that's Accurate. true at all. Yeah, because he lived in Bran yeah. Castle as far as I knew. Yeah. Um, so it housed him for seven years while he was a prisoner from the year fourteen sixty two to fourteen sixty nine, where he allegedly kept himself alive by eating rats and eventually lost his mind, and became obsessed with impaling his victims here. Just like he did the rats that he was killing. Because he was in such seclusion and, and having to fucking eat rats, he lost his mind. And this is said where he became Vlad what? the Impaler. Because he was already a bloodthirsty ruler, but he just got a little crazier when he left here. That's fucking sweet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Wrong choice of words. Uh, cool he, story. <laughs> he actually wasn't the only prisoner said to have uh, gone through torture here. There's a torture chamber that can be found in the dungeon that houses a bear pit where it said that when prisoners were sentenced to death, they were fired into the pit and fed to the hungry bears below. Which is a fucking rough way to go. Man, that would be a fucking rough way to go. Yeah. So now that I've given you the back, backstory, the way it's I the did the backstory? Yeah, well, yeah, the, the way I did this, I, get a, I did the backstory on the place, and then I wrote the paranormal experiences. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So the most notable paranormal experiences here include uh, taunt, uh, or the um, haunting of a monk who was sentenced to death for spying on a nobleman. He was bricked into a wall where he slowly died from suffocation and lack of food and water. And it's said that he still uh, is heard moaning and wailing in the wall, spying on people. And many people that visit the castle are overwhelmed by a presence of someone watching them. Um, there's reports of apparitions, shadow figures of supposed prisoners, orb sightings constantly... Um, and many voice recordings have, like, you know, like the special voice recorder for yeah. for Paranormal. Many recordings have been made here that hear fucking, um, you know, wailing, crying, screaming, uh, people calling out for help. Um, there's a reported violent poltergeist activity in which people are grabbed, scratched, touched, uh, smacked by hands that are not there. Dude, can we go visit this place? I feel like... It, I, I don't like ghost shit, but like... Yeah, it'd be crazy. It's in Romania. It's a long ways away to Transylvania, but you know. That'd be cool, though. 
So Do the, they speak English there? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Fuck. The uh, most reported feeling that people get while walking through the halls of this picturesque castle are dread, um, uh, while they report to hear screams, footsteps all over the place. And people, I mean, obviously with the history, people have reported to even have seen Vlad the Impaler himself walking the halls. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty sketchy. That that was like a crazy story, but like I said, this that one was hard to peg down in like accurate information on. Yeah. So I did my absolute best and, and got the information that I that I could. So the next place I did was the uh, Halty Castle in Victoria, BC. Halty, Halty, or Hatley, H A T L E Y, Hatley, Hatley, H A T L E Y, yeah, Hatley, Hatley. So, the Hatley Castle in Victoria, B.C. You, you like doing the can- Canadian ones. Uh, I tried to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, I it's interesting. A couple. Because these are places that, like, we're probably not going to get to Transylvania in our lifetime, but we probably get to B.C. Yeah. So, in 1910, the home was built. It was the home of uh, Lieutenant uh, Governor James uh, Dunsmere. Dunsmere? Dunsmere. I'm going to go with Dunsmere. Okay. I'm not good with words. <laughs> it was the uh, home of Lieutenant Liam. You got new legs. But in 1915, their son, who joined the uh, war, uh, ended up dying in a uh, sinking ship. Unfortunately, uh, the ship was called the uh, Lu- Luistiana. Luistiana. You gotta give me the spelling if you want to help you out. Yeah, no, never mind. We're good. The Luis- <laughs> um, his family never recovered from his death. And is said to still be at the castle. Is it L-O-U-I-S? L-U-S-I-T-A-N-I-A. Lustiana? Lustiana, I would say. Lustiana? Anyway. They can be heard playing his favorite record in the study. So they're saying that it's the parents that are still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, The building was used for rooming cadets uh, afterwards. Uh, They would see uh, Laura, the mother, in the rooms at night. Um, they say, they say they, uh, still walk the halls waiting for their boy to return home from war. So, now the, uh, building is actually, um, I believe the building is actually now a museum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they do have a lot of places like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't write. I gotta Google this later and see a picture of this place, because I might have seen it. Been to BC? Yeah, I've been to BC too. I but actually, I don't know if I've been to Victoria. I think I have. I've, I think I've been to Victoria, BC. But anyway, yeah, I, I found that kind of interesting because uh, even though like I didn't have a whole lot of information on the place, like there's not really a whole lot of information. Well, the best part about this is we could actually go there. But like we have the we have the opportunity. But the only thing like that that's all they hear. So like they're constantly hearing like the, his favorite record being played in the study. And when they go up there, there's nothing there. But there's countless, like... Uh, Problem with that is, I feel like when that happens, like at a museum place, people, when they have, like, a, when it's a tourist attraction, I feel like they do it on, like, they could have, like, things to set off, like, play in the walls and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, I have the problem with that. <laughs> you don't trust people. Well, I think that's what it boils down <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust you to be genuine, because that's where they get their revenue from. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really trust you. But, you know. I mean, to be fair, like, uh, that's fair. Well, um, this this one, I will get into it. I think we have enough time, so. This one here, uh, my mother actually went to. And I was very fucking jealous of her when she went. I was so jealous. And she, she didn't bring you because it was haunted? No, she didn't bring me because uh, I had schoolwork still left to do, and she went with, like, some of her friends. I was still in school at the time. Not cool. Yeah, I know. I was so mad. <laughs> so it's Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary. She went to Alcatraz? Yeah, she went to San Francisco and went to Alcatraz. Took the ferry out. She went to Ghirardelli Square. She went to, like, down on the wharf where all the sea lions are. Yeah. Yeah, she went to all that. Not cool. And then she went to IHOP, and I'd never been. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah. Were you more mad about Alcatraz or IHOP? Ghirardelli Square. I love that chocolate. She brought me home some chocolate, but it wasn't the same. <laughs> I didn't get to experience it. Uh, yeah. 
So this is cool because my mother actually went there, and I'll kind of I'll give you some of her like accounts that after she came home because she does believe in the paranormal. Yeah. Um. I mean, I do too. Well, yeah, we we've, we've been over it before, but if you're a new listener, we both definitely believe in it. We've had too many experiences that just can't be explained to not believe in something. Yeah. To like, the point where, let me put it in this way: when you're afraid to get off your fucking couch, <laughs> and you're a grown man, <laughs> you're a grown ass man. Yeah. So everyone. I don't say everyone, but like 90 fucking percent of people have heard about Alcatraz. So let me give you some little background, some some of the things that happened. Actually, there was one in here, one of the stories that I never heard before. It's actually really crazy. So Alcatraz Prison is located on Alcatraz Island, which is two kilometers off the coast of San Francisco. The main prison building was built uh, from 1910 to 1912 and was used as an army military prison. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice acquired the discipli- disciplinary barracks on Alcatraz on October of 1933. The island became adapted and used as a federal prison in August of 1934 after the buildings were, quote-unquote, modernized and security was increased. I, un- I quote-unquote modernized because 1933, you know, they were modernized for 1933. They were still fucking, like, this prison, this prison was known to be one of the most torturous prisons of all time. Because of the conditions and the torture. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the conditions and the torture. Yeah. So, um, given the high security and the cold (laughs) waters and currents of the San Francisco Bay, it was thought that this prison was escape-proof and labeled as America's strongest prison. Um, After being closed in 1963 as a prison, uh, it's been operated as a museum ever since. During its 29 years of operation, they claimed that only 36 prisoners ever attempted an escape... 14 different times. So thir- in 14 in fourteen different occasions, 36 prisoners attempted escape. Um, they say that... Uh, oh, and two, two men actually tried twice. So, they're ballsy. Like they didn't try to stop them? Well, there was... like there, For the time, it was pretty high security, and it was hard to get off this island. But even if they got out, they weren't going to bother really shooting them most of the time, unless there was like a violent want, outbreak. Because they just wanted to show... Well, they thought that this prison was inescapable because of the location. I mean, the currents, like, and there was the jagged rocks everywhere, and the currents were so fucking strong, and the water was so cold, they thought, even if you got down there, what are you going to do? It's basically what they thought. So, um, out of the 36 prisoners, 23 were caught, 6 were shot and killed, and 2 drowned. But 5 are listed as missing and presumed drowned. So, you heard about the... Yes. Like the the escape from Alcatraz. It's been portrayed in movies. It's been portrayed in a lot of different things. Yes, where they actually made it. Well. So quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. They have never been found. They've never been surfaced. They didn't find their bodies. Um, you know. So they presumed them Dead. drowned and missing. Yeah. But no one really knows that. But it would have looked really bad for their image if they just came out and said. But I feel like with those currents, those bodies would have washed up somewhere. You would think. You would think if they died, but you never know. So, the most notable criminals to be held here were the likes of uh, Al Capone, which everyone pretty much knows, and Machine Gun Kelly, which everyone knows a lot too. Not the fucking rapper from today, just, you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about, okay? And if you don't, search him up. He was pretty fucking crazy. He's a lot more badass. Yeah, the, the first one? A little bit. Al Capone? Al Capone was a fucking beast. Al Capone was a fucking beast. If Syphilis never took them, he would have been, like, he still is a legend. Well, he was running the, yeah, he was, he was running the show still from inside of Alcatraz. So, yeah. But I'm just saying, they if say Syphilis that, never took him? Yeah. Um, they say that Machine Gun Kelly actually was in there and he did not have a good run of it. He was always fucking crying and wailing. And he actually used to take credit for stuff that he didn't do and told a bunch of fucking lies. They say that about Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. So to get into more of the paranormal side, there have been reports of doors slamming shut, cell doors somehow closing on their own, voices calling out, unearthly screams, and intense feelings of being watched. Um, Psychic investigators have been in and out of this place since it fucking became a museum. And um, they, they always say that it has an energy unmatched by any other that they've ever felt. Feelings of suffering, fear, pain, torture. They've never been to a concentration camp, I take it. Well, yeah, I, f- I feel like it would be pretty bad. 
Um, they say, yeah, so they say that uh, they feel so much fucking fear, pain, and suffering that most of them leave. Very few people, especially like psychic investigators. Now, I don't know how much weight you put behind that. I don't, I don't yeah, put much weight Yeah, I know, it's... but like some of them, I would say, are not fucking bullshit. There's got to be something out there. I don't know. But... I, trust me, I get it. I understand. I just feel that I believe in the shit. I just don't believe in someone going, I feel the presence. <laughs> you don't believe it could happen? Where somebody has a sense that they can connect to the other side? Let me put it to you this way. Sylvia Brown, I trusted her with my heart and soul. And when she told... There was a case where she told a lady that her daughter was fucking dead and she was kidnapped and, like, a block away for six years. And, like, because she had... What was that? Like, it's not PTSD, but it's, like... Stockholm. Stockholm Syndrome. So she had Stockholm Syndrome. And the lady told her on Sylvia, like, whatever the fucking Montelli Williams, whatever the fuck that was. Sylvia Brown told her... Your daughter's dead. Yeah, he killed her. She's dead. You'll never find her again. She broke out and went and finally found her mother. That That's what made her leave. Yeah. Ever since then, don't trust fucking She psychics. got a lot of cases wrong, actually. Yeah, that fucking lion tramp. <laughs> um, so uh, some of the paranormal investigators actually attempt to stay in the prison overnight in notable cells, like ones that were like there's a D block and shit like that, where it was like the hole that even like without feeling a paranormal presence is like uh they they've they've accounted that it's like 20 degrees colder in that cell because of there's no insulation there was nothing it's as soon as you step out you get instantly warm and people were thrown in there for weeks and weeks in the hole and they like some of them froze to death Jeez. yeah and they um they feel icy cold fingers on their necks um they feel like you know Obviously, the presence of being watched, uh, they feel they feel just an overwhelming sense of fucking pain that lurks in this in this prison, and especially in these notable cells. So the most notable uh, of paranormal experiences being, um, they call it the thing with the glowing eyes. It's being spotted by guards while the prison was still in use. Phantom smoke that would appear out of nowhere, and uh, people would actually start choking and like having a hard time breathing in that would just show up out of nowhere and then disappear out of nowhere. Huh. Um, during a Christmas party in the 1940s, guards were in the warden's office, which is the warden's office is said to be one of the most haunted places in Alcatraz. Um, they were having a Christmas party and uh, one of the officers witnessed an apparition of a man wearing a gray suit, a brimmed cap, with mutton chop sideburns. When he saw him, they said the room got deathly cold, so cold that the stove uh, that they were having a fire in was extinguished, and after less than a minute, the man vanished. Um, a woman sobbing can be heard coming from inside the walls of the dungeon. Um, I mean, if you believe in the paranormal and the idea of spirits hanging around after death for, like, unfinished business or that they got stuck there because of the way they died, you could definitely see why this place uh, has been called haunted after all the uh, uh, reports of abuse and death that happened here. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's pretty insane. There's a laundry room that people hear fucking screams coming out of the walls. Yeah, that was a place to get shanked. Well, I think um, when there was the big breakout, like the massive escape, when the guards, uh, the guards got their guns stolen by the prisoners, and there became like a big war. It was like, that was, it was like a shootout, basically. Um, I think some uh, workers had actually been caught in the crossfire. And uh, some prisoners died in that, and I think some guards as well. Oh shit! Yeah, so it's pretty. It's 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 pretty insane. So my mother actually, yes, I, I forgot. My mother did go there, and she went to all the notable, like the big places, like D Block and uh, the the basement with the laundry room. And she never saw anything, but she said she definitely felt like she was being watched the whole time. And she said that certain cells, like, even if they were one right next to the other, on the same floor, the cell here would be fine, and then you would walk into the next one. Because, um, I mean, they still have, like, scratches on the walls from prisoners trying to escape the, the whole cell. Yeah. And she said that, like, if it, even if it's on the same floor, you walk into one and it's fine, you walk into the next and it's freezing cold. Crazy. Yeah. She said it was, like, definitely one of the... Uh, most uncomfortable feelings that she's ever felt. 
Um, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to go there. I, I feel Especially like, now. I, I wouldn't mind going there. I'd, I'd just be a little freaked out. Even if you don't... Even if you don't um, witness anything paranormal, it's still such a like huge part of history, and um, like there's so many stories to come out of this place that it would just be cool to see in person. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't mind going to visit there. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. So um, the next place I did was the uh, Limp Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri. These are the Limp, Limp, the Limp Mansion, <laughs> the Limp Mansion. It's slightly crooked. <laughs> Um, it's thought to be one of the most haunted places in America. Uh, the 33-room home was built in 1860 by William Limp, a, uh, <laughs> successful brewer. Um, he was the owner of the house who ended up killing himself after the youngest of his four sons died. Now I feel bad. But yeah. laughing at his name, don't I? Yeah. Uh, just, just hear me out. It gets a little bit worse. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Um, so yeah, he ended up killing himself after the youngest of his four sons died. He couldn't cope with the stress, so he ended up, uh, killing himself in his room. Uh, a few years later, his wife also passed, uh, in the house after battling cancer. So, she died in the room as well. Yikes. Um, uh, then in 1922, William Limp Jr., Shot himself Jeez. in the same room his father killed himself in, and then a fucking house of in horrors. 1949, Charles Limp uh, Williams, so the third uh, of the sons, shot his dog in the basement and then killed himself in his room. What the fuck did he kill the dog? Not on him. I don't know. Maybe there was no one else to look after the dog. You leave. <laughs> <laughs> the whole family was gone. Um. The house was sold and transformed into a boarding house. Great. Uh, witnesses have experienced uh, burning sensations, uh, slamming doors. That's a sexual thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today, the house is actually a restaurant. But I heard the food is to die for. Did you write that down? <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you did. <laughs> that was my little part I added in. Uh, yeah, so... People do have a lot of uh, experiences here, which I can see why the house is literally nothing but tragedy. Yeah, it's fucking, it's a house of horrors. Jeez. Can you imagine eating like your Greek salad and then all you hear come from the basement? <laughs> How is it? What are you slicing with that salad left? Are you... <laughs> what are you <laughs> Mark, are you doing? Okay, so the last... I need you to fucking strap in for this story. <laughs> yeah, this this story is one of the craziest fucking series of events at any one location that I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, this makes Alcatraz look like piss. Like, you'd much rather show up to Alcatraz than here. Why didn't you just start off with this one? Because it's a banger. It's for the end. <laughs> you don't fucking start off with the bangers. You save it to the end. Okay, keep going. So let me know if you've ever heard of it. Pavalia Island. No. Me fucking either, and I don't know how. So Pavalia Island is located between Venice and Lido in northern Italy. The island first appears in historical records uh, in 421. Oh, yes, I have heard of it. 421. What? The year 421. Oh. Do you know how fucking long ago that is? How the fuck did they get those records? Chicken scratch somewhere? Like the cave drawings? <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it was on a tablet. You know what I mean? Like, holy fuck. And not like, I, for anyone who out there, I swear the fuck. <laughs> they didn't have tablets back then. I mean <laughs> slate stone tablets. Okay, yeah, so the earliest historical records are from four, the year 421 and was populated until residents fled warfare in 1379. So uh, people showed up on the coast and just started fucking murdering people. They wanted the island, I guess, because it was like basically an entrance to, into Italy, yeah. into Venice, Italy. So, uh, they... They should have called it Little Italy. So there was, like, barbaric murders here. This is where the fucking dark history of this place starts, but not even close to where it ends. Okay. <clears throat> so there's dead people. Just take count of all the fucking people that died here, okay? Dead people from the barbaric fucking dickweed showing up and murdering everybody here until, you know, the, anybody that was left fled in 1379. Okay. 
The island then remained uninhabited for centuries, and it was actually offered to the Camaldolese monks in 1527 who refused the offer, probably because it was the site of fucking murder. And monks, they're peaceful creatures. They're yeah. peaceful folk. <laughs> when the trees are soaked in blood, they yeah. don't really want to bask in the shade. Yeah, so they actually... Wow, that was deep. They were offered a full fucking island with, with things on it, and they're like, mm, no thanks, we're good. We're all straight on that, thank you. That would be the first clue that something was wrong. <laughs> That's a bad sign. So one guy visits, get the fuck out of here. Everybody on the ship. Can you just visually the other monk show up? Oh no, I don't like this. <laughs> so they refused the offer in 1527. Uh, from 1645 on, the Venetian government built five <laughs> octagonal forts to protect and control the entrances to the uh, Venetian lagoon and Pavelia is one of them, and actually one of four that still exist today. Okay. Um, so, in 1776, the island became a checkpoint uh, for all the people coming in and out of Venice by ship. In 1793, several cases of the plague arrived on two ships, and the island was then transformed into a temporary confinement station for all of the people that were ill with the plague. So, a bunch of people died from well, the plague. Well, hold on. Yeah, hold on. This... Um, it stayed that way and uh, became a permanent role in 1805 under the rule of Napoleon Bonaparte. So he decided that in 1805, that so so from 1793 to 1805, this place was a temporary containment. So everybody that came in, and you know how fast the plague spread. Yeah. So anybody that was showing any symptoms of the plague got shipped to this island for confinement. Um, and it stayed, uh, that way as a permanent containment station until 1814. So from 1793 to 1814, it was a confinement for anybody who showed symptoms of the plague. In which time, it is said that roughly 160,000 infected people spent their last days here and were buried in plague pits. Jesus. On the island. So now we've got 160,000 people that died from the plague. Plus the people that were murdered on the fucking, uh, when, when it was invaded. Yep. It's not over. It's not over? <laughs> it's not over. So, it was shut down uh, in 1814. Um, in 1922, the existing buildings were converted into an asylum for the mentally ill. Oh my. And then later as a nursing home slash long-term care facility. Until Why? Until its closure in 1966. After, Good. After this, the island was completely abandoned. It's still not over. What? Yeah. So, and it's it's still abandoned to this day. So from 1966 to now, it is still abandoned. Okay. So during the time the island was used as an asylum, there was a doctor there who was said to have used the patients for his sick and crude experiments, including, but not limited to, lobotomies using drills, hammers, and chisels without anesthesia or any concern for sanitization. So he would experiment on these people in the fucking basements of this place. No one really knows what he did, but they, they know he did lobotomies there with hammers and chisels and drills because he thought that was a way to cure the mentally ill. Jesus. And you have to realize that back in that time, 19... 19 what was it? 19... Uh, uh, 1922? Uh, yeah, 1922 is when it was converted into a sun. So 1922, the uh, standard for the mentally ill was anybody who did anything outside of the norm. So even if you got, like, uh, about a depression, you were sent here. So you're telling me the way I button up my shirts, they would send me there. <laughs> it's, quite, <laughs> it's quite possible they should. <laughs> Uh, the patients of the asylum would claim to hear screams of torment and shadow and see shadow figures of presumably uh, plague victims and said that they could not sleep at night because of the wails and suffering of spirits that they could hear. Okay, um, I'm just throwing it out there. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm just throwing it out there. If I was in this fucking asylum... Yeah, and you weren't crazy, with, you'd be... Do with Dr. fucking Looney Bin... Yeah. And I was starting to see plague victims and everything. I'm keeping my fucking mouth shut. When I hear screams coming from the basement and a drill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, that's basically where he got a lot of his patients. The patients that weren't 
fucking actually crazy. But of course that they were they were dismissed because this was an asylum for the supposedly mentally ill. So they they anybody that heard them say anything like this just dismissed it and said you're fucking crazy. No wonder you're hearing shit. Yeah. Right. So uh, this doctor uh, supposedly became basically insane and was dr- driven mad. Um, it said that he was haunted by the ghosts of his victims until eventually he went totally fucking Good off bastard. the deep end. And he actually jumped from a bell tower that stood by the lagoon to his death. A lot of people say that he didn't die from the fall. It was He, he was either pushed from the tower by a spirit or a patient. Or uh, there's also accounts that there was a fog on the island that um, suffocated him, basically, after he had jumped and survived it. There was accounts of that, but people, most people say that he died on impact. Um, on silent nights, uh, people that live in like Venice and, and places close to the island say that if it's quiet enough and calm enough of a night, you can actually hear the bell still fucking ringing on this island, even though it was removed like years ago. The tower doesn't exist anymore, but people say they still hear the ringing of bells coming from that island. That's crazy. Um, people are not permitted to go on this island. It's, it's illegal. You're not allowed to step foot on this island. You'll be charged if you if they catch you there. Why? Because they're afraid that you'll like bring back the plague, or? Well, I think mostly it's because of just there have been people that got that have gone there and got in big trouble. I actually have a, an account of it, but um, okay. I mean, one, it's structurally unsound by now. It's been abandoned for, for since what did I say? The 1966. Yeah. So the structures aren't sound. Um, it's not easily accessible. You have to take a ship there. So it's, you know, it's kind of difficult to, if, if you got in trouble, have to get a rescue. But it is illegal to go there. Um, but some paranormal investigators that have visited the island claim to have heard strange voices, dark presences all over the place. Um, you know, uh, screaming from places. They And, and after it was uh, used in as asylum... And then uh, it got changed to a long-term care, but they actually didn't change any of the things inside. So they basically moved elderly people and sick, like terminally sick people into this building that was used as an, as an asylum, but they didn't change anything inside. So it looked exactly like an asylum. Cuffs on the beds, like every anything you would expect to see in an, an, an insane asylum, uh, for a lack of a better term, was in this place while old people were here. So now you've got people that were murdered by people that came in on ships... Over 160,000 plague victims, countless people that died from the insane asylum, countless people that died from old age here, plus, when people were sentenced to death in Venice, they would take them to this island and drown them. That's how they would kill them. So you've got that. Now, now we're, we're adding up a fucking death toll here. That's the bodies. Yeah. Um, in 2016, a group of American guys uh, went to this island, and they had to be rescued by firefighters. And when they got there, they were found in a state of terror and shock and were unable to speak because they were so panicked. Um, and they were so scared and, and, like, basically sitting there shaking that they didn't even notice when the firefighters showed up. Um, if you want to get to this island, it's, it's almost impossible to, like, charter a ship because people that live in Venice and around the Don't city, want to go yeah, there. Yeah, they're terrified of the island, so they don't want to go there. So it's mostly people that come in, like, tourists... But to get there to charter a ship, it's nearly impossible because, one, it's illegal and people don't want to get in trouble. And, two, the locals are fucking terrified to go anywhere near this island because of the accounts and stories and fucking... I mean, they hear things coming from the island even though they're not on it. So, like, again, if you believe in people that get stuck in a place because of, like, a hard, like, torturous death or they have unfinished business... There are so many accounts over the years of different ways that people were fucking tortured and killed here. It's it's got to be one of the fucking craziest stories that I've ever came across in the paranormal realm. Dude, that'd be fucking crazy. Do you imagine the fucking body count that this island has seen? That's a that's a sad landmark. Man, like they've they've actually tried to sell it sell it to developers over the years because it's an it's a Beautiful island itself. Who the fuck wants to buy a place with plague pits? Somebody was attempting to buy it. Um, uh, they wanted to buy it to turn it into a hotel. Uh, they want to put a hotel there. Yeah. Um, but the sale just out of nowhere randomly fell through. No one knows why. 
because they found out there was plague pits. Well, it could be. I don't. I, maybe the person visited and witnessed some shit that they were like, no. But you got to admit, if you did open this place again and put something there for people to come, people would flock to this fucking place. Yeah, probably. Like people from America would fucking flock to this place because of this history. I like this shit. Like, this gets my goat going. You know what I mean? I love paranormal. I want to go with these. This place, I honestly don't know if I'd want to go just because, like, from 421, the year 420, fucking Jesus, that's a long time ago. From then to 1966, this place seen nothing but death. Like, that is a gruesome history. Like, and just hear me out. Like, I'm just caught up on one thing. Because this would be my fucking luck. The plague. The plague. Because I'd be there, someone would be like, oh, let's go plant some flowers, and I'd go out there with a fucking shovel, and then, oopsies! I don't think that there'd be much left over by now, you know? But that would be my fucking luck. (laughs) I would get the fucking black plague. (laughs) You'd be the first person with the plague in fucking (laughs) a thousand years. Could you picture? I would be pissed! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, two ships... Two ships showed up with the plague on it, and it spread so vast that they had to keep this place open for years and years and years, and over 160,000 people were buried in pits. Because they didn't have anything to do with them. They was a confinement island, so you fucking dug a hole and you threw people in. Yeah, and holes aren't deep when you got to fill them with people. They didn't have excavators to dig them. Exactly. Yeah, it was the fucking people out there digging holes. Yeah. But, I mean... Concentration camps, they just burned piles of bodies and then rolled them into a hole, right? Those holes were pretty big, so I'm assuming it would be the same. Because they need to fit mass. It's mass, mass, mass graves, basically what it is. And because people, because you're not allowed to go there, I mean, I'm sure that there's no, not even like any shrines or anything put up for all these fucking tortured souls that, that died here. They wouldn't even know the names of what to do. No, you wouldn't. Fuck, that's ruthless. Yeah, man. I read this story, and every, every time I got... This is this one, I couldn't stop writing on, because every time I took a fucking step in a layer deeper, it got worse. Do you imagine laying on a bed, completely awake, no anesthesia, no nothing? You're not even fucking... You're not even crazy. You just did something out of the norm, and people were like, oh, he's fucking nuts. Put him in the asylum. You're laying strapped to a table while some crazy asshole drills into your skull or gets a fucking chisel and a hammer. You and... might feel a slight pinch. Yeah, could you imagine? Ah! God fucking knows what else he did here. Yeah, there... It was not limited to the lobotomies. And realistically, on a remote island like that, in the fucking basement of a loot... That no one wants to go to because it was written yeah, like, with the plague. I was about to say a loony bin. <laughs> but uh, the insane asylum. Back then, it was it was balls to the wall. You could do whatever the fuck you want in pretty much any medical practice. Yeah, pretty much. So, especially back then, like, they weren't going to ask questions. You could literally do whatever you wanted. Well, that's where lobotomies came from because they thought that was the cure. Yeah, because it fucking pretty much killed him, but only let him walk around. Yeah, it was a zombie. You made a zombie, basically. Yeah. Just He just fucking hammered and chiseled into their frontal lobe. Like, how many times... Like, this is the thing. How many times did he have to drill? Like, just... Like, can you imagine? Like, oh, dead. Oh, we can't drill from the side. Oh, that side don't work either. Yeah. Back. Back. Yeah, you don't have x-rays, you can't see nothing. No, you're just shooting from the hip. Yeah, pretty much. And can you imagine, like, fucking... And then they just... It wasn't even, like, a taboo thing. It wasn't even, like, oh, like, oh, no. It was like, okay, well, that one didn't work. Take him out. Next. Yeah. And that's just lobotomies. Like, imagine what else he did. Yeah. I mean, you think, like, Dr. Mengele and shit did, like, eye... He would jam needles in your eye, try and change your eye color, like, doing everything... This guy could have been doing fucking literally anything. He had free reign to do whatever he wanted, basically. That's terrifying. Yeah. The amount, like I said, the amount of death this place saw, the, like, you'd never be able to fucking total it up. You'd never be able to get the exact number of people that died on this island. It's insane. That's a, that's a shame. I've never heard of that place, and I have no idea how I've never heard of it. 
Probably because they keep it a little hush-hush. <laughs> Fuck, man, I don't know. That's crazy. Ovalia, Italy. Ovalia Island. If you guys want to search it up, it's spelled P-O-V-E-G-L-I-A Island. Povelia. If you guys if you guys wanna if you didn't get enough from me and you want to dive into some research on it, it's it's kind of fucking heart-wrenching to read some of this shit. Like every like I said, every time I got somewhere and like thought it was fucking terrible, the next step was worse. After they closed this fucking asylum, they threw old people in here. They, they threw the elderly in there without revamping the building. It didn't look like a fucking nice couches and chairs and shit. This place was a fucking brick and mortar shithole that people were, had been murdered at and people have died at and people have fucking, you know, had to flee from. This place was fucking terrible. Why would you show your, your grandpa in there? Man, oh man, it's fuck. I just don't, that is a bit of a fucking crazy jump, isn't it? It's an insane asylum. Oh, we're going to shut it down. This guy's a bit wacky. He killed himself. Put the elderly in there. Make it a nursing home. I guess when you got a free building. Fuck me. Oh, boy. Anyway, guys, that's it for today's episode. Um, sorry if I really disturbed a lot of people with that one, but... I think you're going to catch some people on that one. Man, that's a... I thought it was a, like... You know what? Not a good story, but a good... Like a good story. Out of all that I've learned, you're a great storyteller. Well, thank you. Even though you give me a fucking ton of guff for writing this shit down, but whatever. That's okay. So you do it. I do what I do. Um, we love you guys. We hope to see you back here next week. We want to thank you for uh, sticking with us and tuning in. And um, if you guys have any uh, ideas, suggestions for uh, future episodes, questions... Anything like that, we want you to send them to us. Easiest way to do that is our Instagram. It's just intertwined minds on Instagram. Come over, send us a message, uh, send us a comment. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. We do uh, polls there. We give hints sometimes. If you write in and uh, message us directly, I'll definitely like if I'll definitely give you a hint to next week's episode if I have it. You know, if I, if we've wrote it, I'll give you a fucking hint. I'll tell you what's coming. You know, I'll do I'll do what I can. We try our best to get back to you. If you don't have Instagram, you can still message us over on our email. It's intertwinedminds94 at gmail.com. We get back to everyone who writes in at the fastest we can. Uh, we love hearing from you. We really appreciate all the support. And um, we just thank you from the bottom of our fucking hearts, guys. We appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Until next week, uh, we're your hosts, Skip. And I'm Captain. Tune in next week when we play Guess Who at your local whorehouse.